Well, getting lots of your messages coming through on 0605842250. It is Marawa Sports Worldwide. It's a Monday today. It is Reaction Monday and reacting to the sad passing away of a legend, a legend in the game. We played back an interview that we uh, thankfully had with him in celebration of our sporting heroes. And that is why it becomes such an important journey for us when people are alive to come here chat to us so that we can tell them how much we appreciated what they have done what they did and how much they still inspire people from a sporting perspective and we did get that opportunity uh, back in 2011 to sit down with the with the gentle giant i might have said in the beginning that he he intimidated it was just because you know how rugby players are but trust me deep down inside was just a soul of a man who was down to earth, the soul of a man who was extremely simple. Uh, he, he was not really taken up by a lot that happens in the world out there. You know, people have a, a whole self-importance issue. He did not have that. And that was my encounter uh, with the late Chester uh, Williams. And the director of sport at UWC, Umanja Kakai, uh, joins me on the line to chat about his legacy as well as what he was doing at UWC. Manja, thank you so much for your time. Good evening and welcome to MSW. Thank you, Rob. Good evening to you and the listeners. I mean, how does this... How does this resonate to you, Mandla? Here we are on a Monday. The news broke for us round about this time on Friday, and we were deeply shattered. Uh, Rob, we're still trying to to get to terms with it. It's not been easy because he was not sick, so it caught all of us by surprise. And really, my condolences go to the family. Let's start with the immediately what he was busy with, uh, because a lot of people talk about, you know, how he was turning things around rugby-wise at UWC. No, well, I mean, he was doing a great job, because I, I brought Chester in in 2015. Actually, I was introduced to him by Herb Small from Western Province Rugby. And since then, his plan was that he will take UWC Rugby into Varsity Cup, and he did that. And the, the next plan was that by 2021, UWC will play in the Vasti Cup final. And by 2022, we will win the Vasti Cup final. And what also he's been doing now, currently, actually, he was busy with his recruitment process for the next season. And he was so excited. The last, day, the last time I met him, actually, was that Friday morning. He came to brief me about the exciting recruits that he has met with, with their parents. And he was looking forward to, to our preseason camp in October. So when the news came, it, it, it really, I think it has set us back, but we just need to honor his memory and take up from where he left off. It sounded like a man who had a plan. Th- that's why I employed him. Because, you know, you know what impressed me with him? Chester is not just a coach. Chester is a family man. He's a manager. He's a brother. And he's a role model. If you give him something to do, he will always have a plan. Because even when we employed him, he said to me, tell me what you want me to do, and I'm going to do it for you, as long as I have your support. And when we sat down together and we crafted the plan, we knew exactly by when we're going to win Vasti Shield, by when we're going to get into Vasti Cup. And already we knew that 2021 we're going to play the finals, 2022 we're going to win it. That's the kind of a man that we're working with. Very organized, not into politics, down to earth guy, but he knew what he wanted. Was that because he had a sense of belief in terms of the kind of talent, Mandla, that was there at UWC? Indeed. And you see, 
I think for us, appointing him, it, it was a deliberate decision. It was when, when, you, when you look at him, his background, where he came from, and when you look at the kind of students that we, we recruit to UWC, most of them, they come from poor backgrounds. Most of them, they see university or sports as a way out of poverty. So to have someone like Chester who's going to come and say, guys, I was there, I'm from a a, a place that no one really knows, and I had to work hard to get to Springboks and prove myself. So it was easy then for our, our, our students and our players to, to, to relate to him and say, if this guy did what he did, we can also do it. So he was that kind of a role model to UWC students in general. And how were you able to give him that kind of support in terms of what he wanted? So you had expectation, but he would say to you, you know what, Manjla, I need X and Y to make this dream work. How were you able to give him that support? The, the nice thing with, with, with him, I think that's why we got along very well. Chester was not a guy who always looks for excuses or, or, or looks for reasons for not doing something. He would come to me and say, I have this project and this is how much I want. Can the university provide? If I say the university can provide, but we cannot provide up to what you want, he will say, okay, let's make a plan with what we have. So he was always solution-oriented. So most of the time, you would even go and find sponsors himself to make sure that we, co- we, 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 we top up to what the university gets. So he was never there to say, okay, if you don't give me this, then I will not do this. There was always a way. And his belief was that UWC can make history in South Africa. UWC can be one of the leading universities in rugby. And that is what he wanted to achieve. He said, I want to be part of the history and we will make history together. So there was no room for excuse. It was always solution, solution, solution. What was his outlook, though? Because he would have been one of those athletes and those rugby players, Mandela, as we all know that in 1995, color was a very strong thing. You've just alluded early on uh, that for him it, it, it wasn't such a strong thing. But the makeup of UWC, when you look at the rugby team, when you look at the rugby fraternity that is there, what for him mattered most were issues around color, opportunity, fur and foremost in his mind or was it a case of you've got skill you've got ability i will put you in Chester was, was never about color that's why we, when you look at our team our team is so mixed and even when we recruit we never had time where we're gonna sit and say we want so many colors so many blacks so many whites we would just say okay Chester, go out get us the best talent and that is what he was doing and we make sure that he makes every player there believe that they are there because they deserve to be there. They are there on merit. We had no room where we're going to say, no, someone must be put out of the team because of the color. He never believed in color. He always said people must prove themselves. Because once you start attaching color, actually you end up actually discouraging some players who, who might be black, actually. Because he used to say to me, Manda, we must not recruit black players because they are black. We mm. must recruit players because they are good players. Because when you say to a person, come because you are black. You are saying to that person, you may not be good enough, but your color will put you there. So he never believed in that process. Motivationally, what was it, what was it like towards the players, you know, in the change room, just before a big game? What was he like? You know, you see, for someone who doesn't know Chester, when you look at him from a distance, you will see this very serious guy. This guy that maybe because of his size you would not even want to approach. But actually he is a softie. He was a softie. A very a guy with a very soft size. 
So with him, he, he before he's a coach, he used to say, as a parent, these are my kids. So players, he was very approachable, very approachable to players. I had never had a situation where a player said to me, I, I, I have a problem, but I cannot speak with Coach Chester. Actually, he was the go-to guy because of his personality. I think he, he's not one of those people who, who would go around throwing away, saying, no, I'm a World Cup winner, I was a springboard. He never mentioned those things. To him, it was always about, guys, let's go and represent the university. It's not about us, it's about the university. Now, being somebody, and I know that uh, Hassan is also somebody who was extremely devastated, judging by a lot of the tweets that he, he posted, both of you having had an encounter with him on that Friday, on the day that he passed away, did you get a sense at all? And I, and I know that heart attacks don't give you an indication that something is about to happen. Otherwise, you, the person who is the body in which the heart is in, would then go and do something if you could see it. But just looking back, because sometimes you always think, hey, yes, you know, if I had reacted to this, were there any signs of anything when you saw him on that Friday? Not at all. Because, you see, first I had a, a standing routine. I knew that when I go to work, I know that I get to work at 7 o'clock. And when I get to work, he's in the gym. Hmm. And he, he used, always uses one specific treadmill on the gym. He runs his 10K every day. And after his session, he would come to my office and would chat about rugby. So that morning, we met, and he said, no, on Monday, I'm planning to have a meeting with a potential sponsor. Are you available? I said, yeah, let's do it. Because we were trying now to, we were trying to look for funding to, to go and, and recruit talent. So there, there was nothing untoward. He was just a normal chap as he could be. And actually, what also devastated me is that we, we have a, 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 an arrangement, his family and my family, because we, we have become like families. Every fortnight, we go to his place and we, we, we just chill and have a bride. His kids go, get along with my kids very well. We become like families. So we knew that this coming Friday, actually, we were going to visit his place to have that bride. And when I got the news that now, because Maria called me just before 6 o'clock saying Chester has been rushed to hospital and I could not believe it because when I left him, I left him having confirmed a meeting for the next Monday and there was nothing that you could suspect that maybe Chester is suffering from something. So it was really out of the blue. Must be tough on Maria. Must be very tough on the kids. Uh, it, it, it's very tough. Uh, it, it, it's very tough. We, I, I got to know the family and I'm in touch with them daily. It's not easy, but I keep motivating them, but I say they must not be strong. They must cry. They must grieve Chester, and but they must also honor the memory. I know it's not easy. It's not easy for all of us. But I think what we need to do, we need to celebrate his life. And talking about that aspect, as far as the university is concerned, I know that there's a memorial service, uh, Manja, that has been scheduled from a university p- perspective on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, uh, for a lot of people that might not be able to be there. What are you planning and who potentially would be um, chatting or talking to the people who will be in attendance? Uh, at the memorial on, on Wednesday, uh, I, I will be there. I'm one of the speakers. There will also be Patricia Delil as one of the speakers. Our acting vice chancellor will be one of the speakers. 
and we have also invited uh, PJ Powers because PJ Powers was always one one of his favorite singers. So PJ Powers will also be there to to give a musical item. And for those that may not get into the venue, because I I know it will be bad, the university will also stream the, the, the memorial to those that will be outside the venue. Will it just be screened outside, or are they hoping to try and uh, actually have it on 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 Facebook, or, or or rather have it nationwide? Do you have any idea if any of the broadcasters have asked for permission to to broadcast the memorial? No, I will not have those details, but I'm sure Hassan will be in a position to to give a direction on that. But I know that if it's streamed, it will be streamed through the UWC website. Oh, perfect. Um, obviously, then the rest of the nation could have uh, some sort of leeway because, we, you know, a lot of people will be far away, would want to listen in to a lot of those tributes, special memories of somebody of that great magnitude. And and, and quite interesting, Manja, that when we started the interview uh, with him back in 2011, you mentioned PJ Powers. We started off with that song uh, by PJ Powers, The World in Union, uh, which kind of summarized and still summarizes in 2019 uh, how rugby spectators, rugby fans felt about the game of rugby, just generally as supporters. Indeed. Indeed. That's why I, I keep saying we, we, we need to celebrate his life because I think Chester has lived his life and he has left his legacy. It's up to us now to decide on how we want to honor his legacy. And one, one thing, Rob, that I must also mention, uh, we, we have a double header of varsity football on, on, on Thursday on campus. And again, we have invited all our sportsmen and women to come on their sports regalia as a way of honoring Chester's memory. Repeat so, that so that everybody can get that down and arrive in the proper regalia if it is possible. Do you just want to repeat that? When When, when is the match happening? On Thursday, there will be two matches that will be taking place at UWC. Tax will be playing PUT at 4 o'clock, and then UWC will be playing Northwest University at 6 o'clock. And we have requested all our sportsmen and women to come wearing their sports regalia, just as a way of saying goodbye, Chester, and you will always be remembered at UWC. I know a lot of people like to promise, others would promise, uh, the building of statues when some of our football players have passed away and many years down the line, those statues are still not built. I'm sure the university would not make such bold statements, but if there is uh, something that they would want to erect in form of a memory uh, towards Chester Williams, Manja, what, what, what would that be? Have you been able to maybe have conversations around that? Well, you see, Chester, Chester was a simple guy. I, I, I believe Chester would not want to, to have a statue built for him. He would want something that will be meaningful, especially to young people. So for me, I think if anyone were, were, was to honor Chester, it would be either establish a fund that will be targeted at bringing up-and-coming young, young sportsmen and women, or a bursary in, in a university that will be directed to rugby men and women but not something, a, a street or a statue, which will not have a meaning down the line. Mm-hmm. Chester would not be in favor of that kind.
And I mean, I know that he had been somebody, Manja, who had started the Chester Williams Foundation, uh, which was something that was there to support projects for sports development and leadership uh, for the youth, the community, social upliftment, and also medical assistance uh, for the low-income families. So that gives you an idea as well in terms of where his mind was at. Do you maybe perhaps have a sense of whether the university would want to carry on something like that so that it is not halted simply because the man above have decided uh, to end his stay on earth? Well, I cannot make a decision on that, but personally, I think it would be the most honorable thing to do because, again, looking at how many actually rugby players from UWC have benefited from the Chester Williams Foundation, I think for someone to take up that task, actually, it would be one best thing to honor Chester's memory. And if you had to share something, something fairly unique that we did not know, Mantla, about this great legend, this wonderful giant that walked amongst us, that didn't want all of this hero-worshipping. You were closer to him uh, in his latter days than most were. What would that be? I think one thing we had in common was that he couldn't swim and I can't swim. So that was one thing that we used to laugh about. He used to say, I have a swimming pool in my house, but I, I cannot swim. So <laughs> that was one of the things that I think most people would, would think, ah, a guy, in, I'm sure he's been traveling in camps with rugby, with springboards. Surely he's been to swimming pools and all that, but he couldn't swim. Yes, sir. Well, at least Chester and I had something in common, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but gather all the strength you can for, for Wednesday and the memorial service. And I know that you guys will, will put up a, a wonderful showing. University and everybody else on campus has been going through a fairly rough time. And campuses around uh, that part of the world and around the country have been going through a very tough time. And s- communities generally have been going through a very tough time. And I know that uh, with you and your directorship of sport at UWC, you'll be able to manage to just lift up the spirits of individuals one more time and doing it for Chester uh, Williams. Thank you so much, Mandela, for your time and joining us on MSW. Thanks, Rob. Much appreciated. Thank you so much indeed. That is Director of Sport at UWC. That's Manta Kakai uh, joining us in celebration of the life and the times of Chester Williams. All right, Tim's, Tim Rams on Twitter says, all prayers and fond memories are what we have to remember. Our dearly departed, uh, my most heartfelt condolences to rugby will never, ever be the same. Hashtag RIP Chester Williams. Luandele Mjigeliso says, well, the Black Pearl made us love the game. The first that looked like us, that donned the Springbok jersey. Great loss for the rugby fraternity. And I hope that Sia Colisi brings the cup back in his memory, as well as James Small, another legend that is gone. Uh, good, ni- good evening, uh, Mr. Marawa. It's uh, Mayoya here in Cliptown. Uh, just want to send my condolences to Chester Williams. Uh, just want to say may he rest in peace. Thanks, Rob. Uh, good evening. Good evening, Rob. It's from East London. The best, the best condolences to the Chester Williams family. And we always remember him. He was a legend. He was everything to us and to the rugby football. So I'm really sad. It's a sad story about him. But we know that it's God that gives and it's also God that takes. We will 
always remember him about the excellence that he brought to South African and international rugby. Thank you, man. Hi, Robert. It's Lazarus. Man, what, 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 what a hero. We, we never understand rugby. We didn't like it. But because of this guy, 95, we love it. We understand it. Today, we enjoy it big time. It's just a said that we won't be able to see the World Cup. But yeah, to Chester's family, whoa, what a hero. Rest in peace, my brother. We shall meet. Thank you. Bye-bye. 0605842250. Otherwise, if you are able to give us a call, maybe give us a call about uh, Chester Williams, uh, your memories, your fond memories, and how you'd want to see him. Remember, 089-110-3377, I see a lot of the voice notes are coming through. Certainly an iconic figure. Maybe you had an encounter with them. You, the, the thing is, it, it's how people meet the, the, the superstars and how they share uh, their memories of having seen somebody who's represented at Springbok level. You know, 1995, yeah, we were still trying to find our way. Whenever I see the, the, the pictures and the, at Ellis Park of that final, and there's the late Louis Late that is there. He had a, I don't know, exchange a couple of words with uh, Chester even then. And also just how a lot of those heroes from that team have left us. I think Chester is the fifth. If you do include Coach Kitch Christie, who died of cancer back in 1998. Uh, loose forward Ruben Kruger died of brain cancer in 2010 and he was 39 years old. Also from the class of 1995, uh, the scrum half Jus van der that was 45 years old. He died from motor neuron disease in 2017. And just recently, we lost James Small, who was 50, from a heart attack as well.